Just like that, we are here. We are back. I am here. I am back. Um, literally fresh. Like when I say fresh, like all of that footage that you just saw in the intro was what I shot. Um, literally at Crypto.com Arena. It's your boy TPJ. I'm here. I'm live. I'm back. It's the two for one show. Y'all know what it do. Um, and as always, man, if you're watching this, make sure you comment what city or what country you are watching this from. If you're watching this around the world, I know we got fans internationally. So shout out to all of y'all. I want all of y'all to drop y'all comments right now. Put them in the chat. Let me know where you're from, who you rep, what's your city. Um, I don't need to know your gang affiliation if you have one, but drop your city in there. Let's get into it. Let's talk some Clippers versus Lakers, man. This game was... Man, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, oh, shit. Mookie Boo 92. I don't even know who that is. But Mookie Boo, let me get my intro off, and then I'll let you call into the, and I'll let you talk. But I need two minutes to intro the show because I got some haters out there. So I know the haters going to say what the haters going to say. So let me just intro the show first, and I got you. I'll bring you in, Mookie. Um, if you're in the private chat, let me know if you, saw, if you heard me. But anyways, let's get back to it. Lakers versus Clippers. April 5th, 2023, um, depending upon where you are in the world right now, it's already April 6th. Um, I'm in Los Angeles. We got a couple more minutes until we get to April uh, 6th. We're still on the 5th. So let's talk about what happened today slash yesterday for some of y'all slash me. Uh, but Lakers versus Clippers, man. Amazing, 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 amazing matchup. Um, both teams entered into the game with identical records. Um, you know, at 41 and 38, like both teams um, needed to win this game. Um, I'm going to tell you as a media member, literally, we were, I, I like use all the footage you just saw, right? I literally just shot that today on my phone. I was live earlier on hbmedia.com on our channel streaming before the game. It was an amazing experience, but I swear to God, bro, I swear to God. It is incredible the atmosphere of basketball that I saw today. It was beautiful. Like it was, it was, that's the most fans I've personally ever seen in Staples Center. And I know y'all gonna say crypto.com arena. I still call it Staples Center. Most legit, most I've ever seen in Staples Center. Um, like I, I love the Clippers, but they don't sell out every game. Um, there are, a fair amount of empty seats. I'm sure it's nowhere near as bad as it used to be way back in the day. So it's no disrespect. I love the Clippers. I love the environment. Um, I think they've done a much better job than the previous generation of owners. Um, bringing more of a better fan experience is fun. It's intuitive. Um, you see people dancing. Um, DJ Dents, one of the best DJs in the whole world. Shout out to DJ Dents. Um, but today was an amazing experience. Like, I'm not going to lie. Before I went to the Clippers game, I was having a very, 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 very tough day. Um, I was very, very angry. I was very, very upset. I was actually hangry, too, because I hadn't eaten. 
and I arrived at a uh, Staples uh, slash crypto at four. And the moment I walked in, you know, I saw a couple of rookies for the Clippers or, you know, second year guys practicing and getting their shoot around, um, walked to the back, um, enjoy myself, had myself some lunch, finally ate. And then by the time I walked out again, it was time to actually see Kawhi Leonard. Like shout out to Big Y, man. I love Kawhi Leonard. Um, he answered my question again during the presser. I'm going to be honest. I've probably asked other than like the normal because we technically aren't considered to be Clippers beat reporters. We're technically just reporters for the team. Like the beat reporters actually travel with the team and um, and they get, you know, before it didn't used to be that way. But now that's kind of the way it is. Like the beat, not necessarily that the beat reporters travel with the team, but meaning like the beat reporters have like a higher level of access than kind of the people that are, I would say, the tier below. Um, so the quote unquote tier that we have, we're still allowed to go walk out to the floor, stand on the floor, um, go live before the game. Um, we can't we never really do anything live after the games anymore. I usually just will come home and hop on stream and we can just talk some shit and pop some shit. Um, and, you know, it was a great game, bro. It was it was literally it was like it was an amazing game to see. Um, I think, you know, my biggest takeaway from today's game, I know people are going to say I'm hating. But my biggest takeaway was, G, Braun be out there. A word that rhymes with adding, but if you put a P. <coughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> LeBron be out there doing a word that rhymes with adding, but starts with a P. And by the way, if you join in on a live stream and you want to talk, put in the private chat that you're like, Hey, I want to talk. And then we can, we'll talk. Um, but I gotta get, I gotta get my, I gotta get my stuff off. People are always like, I, I, it's amazing. You can do a solo pod. What do you mean? It's amazing. I can do a solo pod. I've done like a thousand podcasts. Come on, stop. Don't be silly. So, um, LeBron be out there stat padding G like the game was basically over in the third quarter. Braun played terrible in this in the first half. He had, I believe, five turnovers in the first half. Four. It was he was absolutely awful. It was some of that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life from LeBron. And I don't care what those numbers say. And also, I got a fan. He called in. Um, well, he didn't call in, but he was on a live show um earlier. Uh, let me see if I can get this uploaded. And he told me that LeBron was going to score. 33, 9, I mean, 7 and 9. Look at this. LeBron dead ass. Let me see if I can find his stat, um, his stat line. I think his stat line was legit like 33. Hold on. Let me go to the box score. I dead ass think LeBron's, um, <clears throat> yeah, LeBron finished the game with 33 points, 7 assists, and eight rebounds. So, my guy, Lone Ranger walking, you are the MVP of the day, G. That is absolutely incredible, bro. That is incredible. I don't know how the fuck you did it. I don't know how you thought of it. But that was amazing. And so, thank you for watching the stream pregame and commenting that. That was awesome. Um, but let's just be honest. <clears throat> LeBron was terrible this game. 
I don't give a fuck what them stats say. I don't give a fuck how many points he had. I don't give a fuck how many rebounds he had. The biggest thing in this game was LeBron has six turnovers. Now, to add to the drama, let's get to some pregame. Ooh, let's talk pregame, behind-the-scenes reporter kind of stuff. Give you guys a day in the life of the reporter. So I walk in. I get my food. I, I saw the rookies when I first came in. Then I went to go eat. Then I wasn't hangry anymore. I was like, all right, cool. Let's get to work. Let's report on the team. So I get there, get to the court. Kawhi is warming up. Love watching Kawhi warm up. The craziest thing about it is Kawhi used to be the first guy to warm up every single game. Every game, he would always be the first person out there. Like You have to get there very, 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 very early to see Kawhi do his warm up. Guess who's the first guy out there now every single day? Before Kawhi, before anybody, he is there early. And he had to be there like an hour earlier before they started letting most of the press in because he was shooting and I was seeing videos of him as I'm driving to the stadium. And that's Russell Westbrook. This man is a basketball junkie. He loves basketball. It's crazy that the discourse surrounding Russell Westbrook is so terrible because Russell Westbrook loves basketball. Kawhi Leonard loves basketball. Kawhi Leonard usually be the first one to shoot around. So that means if they open up or they start not shoot around because shoot around take place in the morning, but like warming up before the game, they usually come out, they warm up about five, 10 minutes, an hour and a half, two hours before the game. So that way they can get adjusted to shooting in whatever arena. Usually depending upon the day, they might have a shoot around, which means that they go to the practice facility or, or the arena, depending upon the team, and early in the morning, they'll get up some shots, go through a walkthrough of a game plan, and then they all get to go home, eat, take a nap, and then eventually they come back. And then when they come back, they warm up. And then when they warm up, after they warm up, game basically starts, layup line, game starts. End of the, that's the full process usually for some NBA players. And they usually will get massages or work out or do whatever in between time, whatever. So, I get there. Russ had already worked out. I was like, damn, I miss Russ. I really wanted to see Russ and film Russ. So I'm filming Kawhi as I've done a million times. Shout out to Kawhi. He's an amazing professional. One of the funniest people I've ever encountered in my life, G. I want y'all to, if you can find the full Kawhi Leonard press conference from the night, after you're done streaming this, go and watch that shit. It's like, it was probably five minutes long at the most. And 40 some seconds of it, he gave to me answer my question about Anthony Davis. But he is hilarious and not on, intentionally, but I believe he does it on purpose because Kawhi, he's he definitely laughed and joked. Um, but Kawhi is a cool dude, man. Very, very nice guy. Very, very sweet guy. So he's warming up. So every, the, all the reporters are like, all right, will LeBron play? Will LeBron play? Will AD play? We don't know. They were listening to this questionable for the game, game time decision. So eventually, Walk back to the back, say what's up to some reporters, charge my phone. I walk back out again. Anthony Davis is out shooting uh, free throws and warm. Actually, it was Austin Reeves, I believe, that was, or it might have been AD first and then Austin Reeves. I can't remember which one, but AD and Austin Reeves were warming up with Phil Handy. Shout out to Phil Handy. Um, and then Lonnie Walker started warming up, and then Mobamba was warming up. Um, Malik Beasley actually was first. He was the, f actually, it was, I think it was Malik Beasley. Then Austin Reeves, then Anthony Davis, then Mo Bamba, um, and Rui Hachimura at the same time. D'Lo was also out there warming up. Like I mean, and this is like two hours before the game. Um, and uh, so they were all warming up. I'm like, all right, cool, great. 
where is LeBron? Where the fuck is LeBron at? I'm literally like, I waited at, for at least an hour and a half for LeBron. I'm like, all right, I know LeBron ain't warm up yet. Where is he? Is he just not going to warm up today? Like he just, just dead ass going to go out, do the layup line and play the game? Like I know they played last night, but like, Bron not going to warm up? Bron didn't warm up. So since Bron didn't warm up, I'm standing on the sidelines as we waiting. I see the Lakers reporter at Lakers reporter on Twitter, Mike Trudell, um, who works for Spectrum and the Lakers. And I'm like, and I dap him up. I'm like, yo, Mike, what's up? And he's like, hey, I'm like, is LeBron playing today? He's like, I don't know. Like, I got a 50-50 feeling. He's like, he probably will play. Like, the way Darvin was talking, I believe he will play. Um, I know AD is going to play. But like it's it's 50-50, but I'm leaning towards LeBron. He'll most likely play. But like they they even told me, this is the Lakers reporter. He's like, they even told me that like it's a game time decision. So I guess we'll just see how he feels. So like I believe 30 minutes after that, Mark Stein tweets, LeBron and Anthony Davis will start. And I'm like, all right. I know for damn sure I didn't see LeBron warm up. So I walk out onto the floor right during the layup line. And I'm like, yo. All right, cool. LeBron out there, G. I swear, G, I was filming this man, LeBron, bro. He was not making shit. He wasn't hitting a goddamn thing in that goddamn uh in that goddamn um uh layup line. So I'm like, oh man, LeBron finna have a bad day. And look, if you think I'm lying, I'm dead ass serious. Look, he wasn't hitting shit, bro. Look, clank. Nope. Literally clanking. He was not hitting a damn thing during the warm-ups, bro. Or or the or the layup line. So I'm like, all right, man. Like Braun ain't shooting that well. Like, look, more video. Man, clanking. He ain't hitting shit. He's missing the fuck out of them. So I'm like, man, Braun should have Braun should have fucking he should have warmed up, G. Like Braun should have warmed up. If Braun would have warmed up, he would have played well. He played terrible this game. I don't care what the numbers say. The entire first half, let me read you LeBron James' numbers. Three points, negative 25 points when he was on the floor in the first half. He had four turnovers, three assists, one free throw made, one bucket, and he took six shots, and he played 14 minutes of the first half. Negative 25. He finished the game with 33. And I, let's see, third quarter, LeBron scored 16. Good job. Fourth quarter, when they was losing, they ain't had no chance of winning this damn game in the fourth quarter past the eight-minute mark. LeBron had 14. Stat padding. Y'all want to talk about Luka Doncic? Let's have a real conversation about LeBron James. Now, I showed you, you saw the video evidence of him clanking that shit because he didn't warm up before the game. He just went in the layup line. Ooh, I'm going to do it. So, obviously, by the second half, guess who finally got warmed up? LeBron. But you know what happened? By then, it's too late. Remember, it's not clickbait. It's just facts. By then, it was too late. They was getting their ass whooped. Kawhi Leonard in the first half played his goddamn ass off. 
Kawhi Leonard in the first half had Kawhi Leonard in the first half had 17 points. He was a plus 11. He had two assists, two rebounds. No, he had one foul, no blocks, no turn. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no blocks, no steals. He hit three of five threes. He was seven of 11 from the field. Meanwhile, LeBron had three points. The game was basically over, G. Over. Now, I will admit, in the second half, as Ty Lue commented in the postgame, they started to make some turnovers. And the turnovers and the bad possessions led to easy threes, which did allow the Lakers to get back into what I think like four in the third. But by the end of the third, it was kind of like, all right. By the end of the third, uh, let's see. the, the What the fuck? Uh, all periods. Let me see. By the end of the third, let's see. I can't even tell you what the score was by the end. Of, hold on, let me see. Where the hell is the where the summary at? G. Sorry, I'm clicking around NBA.com. I I will say this: whoever runs NBA.com, I love y'all, G. But just do me a favor and fix the site, G. This site is so hard and counterintuitive to navigate if you just want to find out information about basketball. But basketball reference is always two days behind. Fix this site, please. Anyways, the Lakers got the game to within six points in the third quarter. And then after that, it dropped back down to a nine-point lead, and they were never able to recover. But the Clippers were up as much as 23, I believe, in the beginning of the third quarter. So all that shit LeBron did in the second half was adding, but if you rhymed it with a P, or you just added a P at the beginning. Anthony Davis is one of the biggest mysteries in the world to me. Like, he took 14 shots today, but I didn't feel like he wanted it. But I didn't feel like he wanted it. It felt like he was just like, eh, we didn't up playing well. He didn't want it. Now, I will admit, in the second half, he played much better. And even Coach Ty Lue talked about um, the defense that they played on Anthony Davis. And basically what he said was to open up the game, they intentionally trapped Anthony Davis on the wings to basically force the ball out of his hand, which basically put him into a slow rhythm and he just wasn't able to play that well. And I'm fine if, you get, if you're going to get double, right? Still three or six in the first half, but he only had six points and he had seven rebounds. But like to me, I was I was unimpressed with what Anthony Davis did um, uh, today on this team. Like I really was like he had 11 rebounds. But to me, that was like I think Zubak. Let's see how many Zubak had. I believe did Zubak have 11 rebounds too? No, Zubak had nine rebounds. AD had 11. No, you can't. Like even the even and the craziest part is like the the Lakers won the rebounding battle by one rebound. But to me, you got to be more forceful. Like I was commenting to Pavy and all the other guys. I'm like, yo, I'm tired of the NBA. These dudes literally didn't. Like, it was a whole possession where the Clippers ran a goddamn play and the ball never entered the arc. I'm like, gee. What kind of fucking basketball is this? Somebody passed the ball to the goddamn inside the paint or inside the fucking mid-range. Just like, gee, the ball literally stay on the wings and outside of the circle for a whole play. I'm like, this is terrible basketball, bro. This shit is not good to watch. So it was a great game. 
Um, um, Norman Powell played out of his mind in the second half. Bones Highland was creating plays. And actually, if I would have had the opportunity to speak to Ty Lue, I would have asked him what he thought about Bones Highland's playmaking ability. But I didn't get a chance to talk to Ty Lue. But I did get a chance to speak with Kawhi Leonard after the game. So let's play this clip of me talking to Kawhi Leonard. To get your thoughts on Zubac tonight defensively and um, the job you all did on Anthony Davis tonight. Um, Anthony Davis, um, you know, all-star, superstar player, um, came playing one-on-one. Um, so obviously it was a team effort. Um, we all went out, you know, tried to show hands, get them uncomfortable, and, uh, you know, just pretty much make them pass the ball. And uh, we was able to do that in a, secu- in a secure win. All right. So you heard it from the man himself. They were able to, you know, force the ball out of his hands, make him pass the ball. Um, You know, he obviously complimented Anthony Davis, superstar, all star, great player. Um, But you got to force the ball out of his hands. To me, AD needs to be more aggressive. When AD shoots, the Lakers tend to win. And to me, LeBron was doing way too much in the first half, throwing the ball all over the place. And that really was what lost the Lakers, the game versus the Clippers. It was LeBron James. Um, so I know I'm sure Dan is going to be very mad. He's going to text me. You hate LeBron. Why are you so mad at LeBron? You keep talking bad about LeBron, but you never say anything bad about the Clippers. Why don't you talk about Russell Westbrook? Wait a minute. Aren't you from Chicago like I am? Why don't you talk about the Bulls? When the Bulls beat the Lakers, you guys had a championship party. Well, guess what, Dan? Y'all got y'all ass whooped. Hold that L. Anyways, moving on. Um, Overall, I think that that game was, as I said, a great game. But that's kind of the behind the scenes kind of story of like everything that was going on. Um, And I thought it was extremely interesting to just be in that environment. And I think that the Clippers do a great job of hosting. Um, I really do. Uh, Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually very impressed by. I don't know. I just feel like I'm just very impressed overall by like the Clippers ability to 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 like have their own atmosphere because I've been to Lakers games and I I like Lakers games. They're they're cool, but the atmosphere to me is doesn't compare to a Clippers game. A Clippers game atmosphere in terms of the entertainment value is much better than a Lakers game. A Lakers game is just the Lakers. The food is not better than the Clippers food. The lighting ain't better. The music ain't better. The DJ ain't better. The intro ain't better. Nothing to me about a Lakers game experience is better than a Clippers game experience. So I like the fact that the Clippers were able to showcase that experience today and really have a great game. I thought it was a great game and tremendous. So let's talk about how this actually affects the NBA standings and like everything that's going on. Um, so basically, here we are. We have the the you know the play in um, coming up. Uh, you know, uh, currently. Nuggets pretty much locked into the one seed. Um, the Kings are pretty much locked into the three seed. The Grizzlies are pretty much locked into the two seed. So we know one through three in the West. We know one through, f- actually, we know one through six uh, pretty much in the East. The Heat might make a late push, but I don't believe they will. I think the Heat are terrible. And I'm going to be honest, like, 
everyone looks like a genius when they sign a superstar. It's just facts. Everybody look like a genius when they sign a superstar. What happens when your superstar leaves and you have to rebuild and continue to be prosperous? Some questionable things going on in Miami, but we'll talk about that later. Anyways, Lakers right now are currently the seventh seed, uh, and the Pelicans are currently the eighth seed in the NBA. So basically what happens, if you don't know, in the NBA play-in, the seventh seed plays the eighth seed, and the winner of that game becomes the seventh seed going into the playoffs. The loser then has to play the winner of the ninth seed game versus the 10th seed game. So if the Timberwolves or the Thunder win, then they would play the winner of the Lakers and the Pelicans. That's the way the NBA play-in works. One game, get into the playoffs. Now, I actually think that um, OKC versus Minnesota is going to be a bloodbath. If like if those two teams, actually any of the last three teams, if it's if it's the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Pelicans, or the Mavericks, in terms of eight through ten, bloodbath, bloodbath. Now the craziest part is the Warriors could actually still end up in the play-in. Now I think they won't. I think they'll wind up the six seed, which I think them versus the Kings. We might be in a new era of basketball, and I'm going to be the first person to say it. We might be in a new era of basketball. Steph Curry, great job. Ring finger. Put the ring on it four times, right? He's done it four times. My guy's done it four times. Big Steph Curry fan. Love Steph Curry. Think he's the. He think he's a top ten player of all time. I got him somewhere right now between like, like if we really gonna have a conversation, like eight to ten based on rings and accomplishments. Period. Now the other guys that I have above him currently, right, are above him because they just have greater statue and more longevity. Because Steph Curry still hasn't played that long, and Magic Johnson won more faster in less time. So you can't argue Steph over Magic yet because Magic literally played like 10 years and then he caught the HIV virus, which was unfortunate. He had to retire. Um, but Magic Johnson, theoretically, if well, imagine if Magic would have played six more years. The craziest part is Magic top five in assists and he played like a decade, bro. Like these guys be playing 18 years now. Gee, imagine if Magic Johnson played as long as Chris Paul's played. It like there would be no comparison to Magic Johnson, including LeBron James, because if Magic Johnson played as long as Chris Paul played, Chris Paul, I believe, is on his 19th year. You basically double Magic Johnson's stats. He's probably the first person to ever get to 20,000 assists in a career. He definitely gonna have 30,000 points. He probably gonna have close to 10,000 rebounds. And he would probably like he had what five ring. He won five rings, right? Magic. Won. Whoa, shit, my bad. Magic won. That's how I spilled wine all over my laptop last time. Keep, keep, keep the keep the yak away from your laptop. Yeah, Magic, five time champion. Last championship he won was in eighty eight. G. Magic in nineteen eighty eight was he literally was twenty nine. Like, like, I don't think we really understand. Like, Magic was dead as 29 when he won his last championship. And when he 
Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see when he took a, took the break. Yes, and when he caught the HIV virus, he was 31. Let's see. How old is Steph Curry? Steph Curry is 35. Just won a championship at 34. Even the year that Magic, he played nine games, he averaged 25, 12.8. Oh, shit, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. Wrong wrong stats, my bad. Magic, the last full season Magic played, he averaged 19.4 points, 12.5 assists, seven rebounds a game, a 90% free throw shooter, 32% from the three, 47% from the field. LeBron ain't even shooting. Actually, what is LeBron shooting? LeBron shooting 30% from the, from the, 32% from the three right now? Let's see. Because I don't believe he is. No, he's shooting 30.9%. So if we put into context who Magic Johnson is, if he plays until, like, he technically retired in 95, but he came back, and that's not, that wasn't Magic. By then, he was actually older, out of shape. He had been on HIV medication for five years. So imagine if Magic, from, if Magic played from 1990, actually, what year did Larry Bird retire? Larry Bird. You Larry Bird retire. Larry Bird, he retired in '92. So, but Larry Bird, Larry Bird was 35 when he retired. You feel what I'm saying? Like technically, Magic last real season, he was 31, right? And Larry Bird retired in '92. Magic Johnson played in '96. So imagine. If Magic played all five of those seasons healthy, Mike not Mike don't have six in a row. It's not it's not happening. It's not happening. And imagine if this what year does Shaq come to the Lakers? Shaq came to the Lakers in 96-97. Magic Johnson last season when he came back with HIV and he played. After being out for five years, bro, imagine Magic fucking Johnson, Kobe Bean Bryant, and Shaquille O'Neal on the same team when Magic is literally like 36, 37. You got a 37-year-old Magic Johnson, a prime Shaquille O'Neal, and a young Kobe Bryant. If I'm G Magic, could have played as long as Mike played if, under them circumstances. Bring your old ass off the bench, like a completely healthy HIV-free Magic Johnson. We talking thirty thousand points, twenty thousand assists, and ten thousand rebounds. So before before everyone wants to rush to put Steph Curry there, I'm not. But that's also why I say this might be the end of an era for the Warriors, because. If they lose versus the Kings, Draymond is gone. Wiggins might be gone. You're going to have Stephen Clay, Looney, mm, Iggy definitely retiring. He should have been retired. No disrespect. Get your money. Black man. Power. Power, power to you, black man. Um, and it's time for the young guys like Moody and Kaminga to take over. And I, I still believe they should have kept Wiseman. Like, I get it. You got to get rid of him. He's young. You want to give him a chance. But, like, to me, if we come in the next season, I got to get rid of Draymond Green. I'm going to get rid of Kevon Looney. 
I'm just going to run out Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman. Now, you can't really do that right now while you're competing for a championship or trying to repeat. But if they lose against the Kings, that's the end of the era. You can't, like, Draymond's not going to be humble enough to take less money to come back for what he believes is penny on, on a dollar. He's going to be out podcasting on TNT. He's going to be doing the same shit I'm doing. He's going to be making more money because he's Draymond Green. So you can sell more ads, but like he's going to be doing the same shit I'm doing. And on TNT. I'm not on TNT. I've never been on TNT. Shout out to Draymond. And don't get me wrong. There's no disrespect to Draymond as a creator or a broadcaster. He's a great creator, great broadcaster. But I'm just saying, if we actually having this real conversation, if the Warriors play the Kings and they stay in this six in this sixth slot, this might be the end of the era for the Warriors. So to me, if I am the Warriors, I would much rather play the Phoenix Suns in the first round than the Kings. And I'll tell you why. If you beat the Phoenix Suns in the first round, that is technically the championship. Not for the league, but for the conference, it is. If the Warriors play the Suns, and if whoever plays the Suns in the first round and, and beats the Suns, or actually, I put I put it this way: whoever comes out of the first round series of this with the Suns will win the championship, or they'll lose to Giannis in the East. Remember, I said that because if you beat the Suns, then that means number one. You figure out a way defensively to stay on a string and do what you have to do to contain Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and keep DeAndre Aiden in check. And that means you ran your offense and your defense was so efficient that you were able to get stops, make timely shots, get timely possessions, and follow through to win the game and to win the series. And four game, Beating the Suns four times is going to be very, very hard, extremely hard. And I think only the Warriors and the Clippers can beat the Suns in the first round. But if you beat the Suns, you mean I get to play the Nuggets? Gee, the Warriors made mincemeat out of Nuggets last year. They're going to run Jokic off of every screen, every high fucking pick and roll. They're going to put him in switches. Jordan Poole going to be out there doing his thing, waving, blowing kisses. Steph going to be... And then they're going to get to the conference finals. And if you're looking at this bracket right now, right? Right? So so these two will play each other. One and eight will play four and five in the second round. So if the Warriors beat the Suns, to me, they're going to beat the Nuggets in five. If they beat the Suns, and I think the, I think the Warriors-Suns go six. And I think the Suns lose a close game in Golden State that they probably could have won and take it to seven, but it doesn't go seven. So then the Warriors play the Nuggets. I think the Warriors beat the Nuggets in literally in, in like five. I'm not even bullshit. And I think that the Kings will play the Lakers. Great rivalry game. And if I'm the Lakers, I much rather this path playing the Kings or the Grizzlies than playing the Warriors, the Clippers, the Nuggets or the Suns. Because if we can survive the first round, Kings versus Lakers series, right? 
right? We can survive first round Kings versus Lakers series, right? Fucking awesome. Now let's go to the next round. And you hope that if the Warriors and if the Lakers, like right now they're they're the they're the seventh seed, but I still don't know what is going on with the Warriors. So I can't guarantee that they will be in this sixth seed. I can't. Like, I'm just facts. So if we talking facts and I can't guarantee that they're going to be in the sixth seed, think about it. <coughs> that means that they're going to fall into the seventh seed mark. We're going to get a classic series, Grizzlies versus Warriors. Warriors beat the Grizzlies. Lakers beat the Kings. Lakers play the Warriors second round. Lakers have the tools to beat the Warriors all around. They got shooters. They got enough defenders. LeBron is bigger and stronger than literally everyone on the Warriors. Anthony Davis is taller than literally everyone on the Warriors. Anthony Davis is better than everyone on the Warriors but Steph Curry. LeBron is not better than everyone uh, well, actually, you know what LeBron is? LeBron is. LeBron is. I mean, I, I didn't mean to say that. I'm, I, I, I was going to say LeBron is not better than everyone on the Warriors. He's not. He's not better than Steph Curry. Sorry, LeBron fans. Get over it. LeBron is not better than everyone on the Warriors. Other than Steph Curry, yes, but he's not better than everyone on the Warriors. And if you beat the Warriors, then it means you beat the defending champion, which then forces you into a matchup that I believe will be favorable for you and you got so much momentum riding your way you got playoff lebron like cool the warriors could i mean sorry the lakers can make it to the conference finals i really believe that um and i think that the warriors can make it to the conference finals i think the clippers can make it to the conference finals the suns can make it to the conference finals and the nuggets can make it to the conference finals the kings have a ice cubes chance in hell the the grizzlies will not get out of the first round and whoever's the AFC, unless it's the Los Angeles Lakers, better pray to God because they, they, they're not beating the Nuggets. Like they're not. Unless it's the if it's the Lakers that's the AFC, I'm picking them in seven versus the Nuggets. Period. End of story. If it's the Timberwolves, Thunder, Mavericks, or Pelicans, the Nuggets getting them out of hand like five. And I'm just being nice. Now, I think the the Mavericks will have a I think the Mavericks out of all of these teams have the best chance. But I think they gave up too much when they gave up Dorian Finney Smith. And that's what you see. Like Dorian Finney Smith was the guy game in and game out. You just say, hey, Dorian, go get like you would tell Vanderbilt if you're the Lakers, hey, go get Kawhi. And he just go guard him. And he'll make some open threes, open shots. Who's gonna do that now? Reggie Bullock can't guard no fucking body. Tim Hardaway Jr. can't guard nobody. Kyrie can't guard nobody. Luka can't guard nobody. JaVale can't guard nobody no more. Max A. Keebler can't guard nobody. Dwight Powell. Josh Green. Young. Sorry. That's really what it boils down to. And, you know... Yeah, so Nico Harris, um, you got some work to do, brother. But anyways, um, fans, if you got some questions, go ahead, tap in, put the questions in the bottom. Let me know what you think. Let's go ahead. I'm gonna read off some of these comments. I'm sorry. I just had to just had a lot to say. Like I like being at the game, as I mentioned before, is a very, very fun, great atmosphere, but it's nice to be able to um, you know, you know, kind of let you all in behind you know kind of the experience and kind of what goes on and all this stuff like that so 
let's go ahead and let's actually hop into it. Uh, my guy, Nalls, it was AD and Reeves second i remember from your tweets all right i don't even know what we was talking about right there fresh said was good real al role players turning mj against the lakers that's because lebron don't play no damn defense shout out to my guy pope ditmr make sure you go check out his music on apple spotify literally one of the coldest artists in the world one of the most original artists to ever live ever exist shout out to my guy Nas. he's from istanbul if you're still watching make sure you comment what city you you watching from right now or what country i'll give you a shout out i'm reading through all the comments now that i got done talking to everybody uh let's see really laughed shout out to my guys Kira mike uh shout out to my guy osmosis i'm mad we lost i know you had fun i uh i'm gonna be honest like i I don't have any rooting interest in any of these teams. Like when the Clippers played the Suns in game six, after the first half, I was like, yo, this shit is over. Literally, I told Cam Buford, I'm like, yo, this shit is over. Like they finna lose. Like there's no emotion for me when it, when these teams lose. Like I've like literally I get to like I get to talk to these guys whenever I want to if I'm at the games. Like it's not like a it's not like a hard thing for me. You know what I mean? Like I get to speak to these guys after the game or if they're available before the game when the coaches. So like to me, it's not about like having fun if someone lost. It's just I love watching the great games. Like to me, like I think what you see a lot of in NBA report, especially when you weigh up high in the press boxes, like people don't really react to like, oh, yeah, they made the three, like, go this team. They're more like, whoa, that was cold. Oh, like, damn, he made that. Like, ah, ah, ah. It's never like a, like anyone's rooting for anyone. It's just like, oh, shit. Like, when Kawhi Leonard did that duck, I literally, yeah, oh, like, I didn't think he was going to get up that high. When Kawhi Leonard did that dunk, I was like, yo, I did not know he could get up that high uh, anymore. Like, his head was high as hell. I'm like, bro, Kawhi going crazy right now. I'm like, yo, Kawhi going crazy right now. Like, I couldn't like when hit when the like gee, when the man's head was up that high, slammed down. I'm like, all right, this is great. But then when you see LeBron pull up from half court, you're like, oh shit. So it's not like I'm rooting for anyone. It's just fun to be there. Let's see. It's not a big deal. The game against the Jazz is the issue. How the fuck does that make sense? How is losing to the Clippers not a big deal, but winning versus the Jazz in overtime when y'all played bad was the big deal? Y'all lost both nights. Anyways, plus the Clippers been chilling and had plenty of time to prep for the Lakers. They showed fight to the end. Just got to hope they learn from this. They did not show fighting to the end. They was getting their ass beat. And the Clippers let their foot off the gas because they knew the game was over. Kawhi played the whole second half. They knew that, like, after the first half, the only thing you had to do was literally not lose the lead. So I never thought this game was close. I didn't think it was close after the really, like, the six, the four minute mark in the second quarter. Like, to me, I was like, yeah, they finna whoop their ass. And they proceeded to whoop their ass. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but Clippers, 11 straight games versus the Lakers. Uh, let's see. Um, he was getting that um, shot. Facts. They was still going to get their ass king. He's the king of stat padding. Yes, I'm sorry, y'all king is. So at the eight mark, just go. So at the eight minute mark, just go sit on. G, they, G, no. 
It's not saying that LeBron should just go sit on the bench, G. It was four minutes left in the game. It was getting their ass beat, G. He's still shooting the ball. The game was over, bro. And if we really that concerned about his rest and how he's going to play all the other shit, the game is out of reach, G. Also, you have Anthony fucking Davis on your basketball team. Give Anthony fucking Davis the basketball and tell LeBron to sit the fuck down. What the fuck? Is, what are we, like, what are we, like, what are we talking about, G? AD been dropping 31 and 15 and 31 and this and 35 and this and 31. Like, and you sitting up here talking to me about LeBron needing to play past the eight minute mark in the fourth quarter when you're down by, 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 by 23, 22. But he's supposed to be so hurt and his foot's supposed to be so hurt. He's supposed to need so much rest. No, he was out there getting numbers because he was terrible in the first half. Even Ty Lue said post game to the reporters, he said, I knew LeBron was going to come out in the second half. And I told the team in halftime, yo, LeBron finna come out in his third quarter and try to go crazy. And that's what lost them the game. LeBron had more turnovers than rest. Yo, shout out to my guy, Daniel Berry Sports. Shout out to my guy, Banks No Rest. Shout out to my guy, Nas. Let's see. People should even expected Lakers to win going into this game. They came off a back-to-back against the Jazz and OT and had to play an angry Russ who wants revenge versus the Lakers. Where do they got some sad music in here? Let me, let me, let, let me see. Let me see if I can find some sad music for this, for, for, for this. Let's see. Music. They came off a back-to-back against the Jazz and OT and had to play an angry Russ who wants revenge. Man, if y'all don't get out of here with all of that, they sh- I don't want to hear that. If you want to be elite, be elite. What What's the Lakers' goal? Is it to be elite? I'm asking you, is it to be elite? Is it to win a championship? If you're a Lakers fan, what's your goal? What's your goal? Bro, how many times have AD had games with 15 or 17 points? He have games like this without LeBron. That's This is why AD is overrated. No, it's not, bro. It's not why AD is overrated. AD is not overrated. Give him the fucking ball and move out the way, LeBron. Give him the ball and move out of the way. It's not that hard. It's not rocket fucking science. Give him the ball and move out of the way. It's very, very simple. It's not hard at all. We don't have to overcomplicate this. Give him the ball and move out the way and put him on the floor with some shooters. So if they double team him like they was doing in the first half, he would have the ability to have some shooters on the floor. But do you know what happens when you have a starting lineup of Austin Reeves, LeBron, and Vanderbilt on the floor with Anthony Davis, who's getting double every fucking time down the floor. There is no one to shoot the ball other than D'Angelo Russell. So then you have AD out there on an island getting double team. Then you have AD out there on an island getting double team. Then you have AD out there on an island getting double team every time. And if D'Lo ain't in the perfect spot or if he's covered, you're throwing the ball to Vanderbilt, you're throwing the ball to LeBron, or you're throwing the ball to Austin Reeves. LeBron would one of six in the first half. Where is the blame for Anthony at here? Come on, man. I'm sorry. Y'all got to stop. Y'all tripping. 
You rap better over that. You better rap over that beat. No, that's a free beat. Yeah, I'm not rapping over that beat. 80 is overrated. Do a poll on Twitter. Or 80 is overrated. And I guarantee you that people say yes. 80 is in vocal. He doesn't ask for the ball. Why does he need to ask for the ball? This is this is also my problem. People be talking to me about DeAndre or Aiden. Yeah, DeAndre ain't no ask for the ball. Why does DeAndre Aiden got to ask for the ball? Why the top three pick? Why the top 75 Anthony Davis? Guy who been dropping 30, 15, 35, 31, 35, 15, 15, 35, 16, 30. 30. Why you gotta why I gotta ask for you to give me the ball? Give me the fucking ball. Yeah, they double teaming me. Put me on the floor with some shooters. We got shoot now. Why the fuck is Vanderbilt and Austin Reeves out there? We got shooting now. Put that man Beasley out there on the floor with AD. Please. Even Mo. Put Mo out there. So that way AD ain't got to go in there bang with Zubak. Put Mo in the corner. Because I saw Mo warm up before the game and he said he was questionable. He didn't play. You got Rui Hachimara. He can hit a corner three. LeBron can't. LeBron is shooting 30% from three this season. What the fuck you expect AD to do when he get dubbed? If, and then you don't give me the ball no more. LeBron still finished the game. LeBron still finished the game, I believe. Let's see. LeBron still finished the game minus 11, I believe. LeBron James finished the game. Let's see. In the first half, he was minus 25. He finished the game minus 10. AD was a plus nine for the game. Give me the fucking ball and move out the way. It's not complicated, bro. Y'all be trying to make this shit more than it is. Give him the fucking ball and move out the way, bro. He's Anthony Davis for a fucking reason. He's not overrated. He's Anthony Davis for a reason. Give him the ball. When he is healthy. When he is healthy. When he is healthy. He is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I don't want to hear that, man. Like, literally, I don't want to hear that. Do you know what Kawhi Leonard had to say after the game about Anthony Davis? Oh, you don't know? You know what I did today? I said, hey, Kawhi, what did you think about Anthony Davis's play and how you guys stopped him? Let's listen to Kawhi. To get your thoughts on Zubak tonight defensively and um, the job you all did on Anthony Davis tonight. Um, Anthony Davis, uh, you know, all-star, superstar player. Um, came playing one on one, um, so obviously it was a team effort. Um, we all went out, you know, tried to show hands, get them uncomfortable, and uh, you know, just pretty much make them pass the ball. And uh, we was able to do that in a, secu- in a secure win. Thank you. So, you heard it from the man himself. That was my voice talking to him, and no, it wasn't artificial intelligence, motherfucker. It was real. So, anyways, let's go ahead. Let's move on to who is the NBA MVP. Now, I know I came and I sat on this show and I said it. Um, and if you want to call in, feel free to call in. Let me see if I'm going to put the invite link in the, put the link in the chat. If you want to call in, let's see. Should they start Beasley? They also got Lonnie Walker too. Darvaham, Linus, be weird. 
I think Darvin Ham is I'm not gonna call him a subpar coach because I think he's learning. Like he has to learn. You hire the Lakers hire him because they they don't they didn't want to spend a ton of money on a coach. That's just facts. They hired him because they didn't want to spend a ton of money on a coach. He was a young guy, black guy, used to play in the league. Players got his respect. Nice guy. Loves his family. Very, very sweet guy. Um, but, you know, so I can't. It's hard for me to judge a rookie and be like, yo, he's doing not doing a good job because sometimes he'd be out there running NBA 2K lineups. But that shit worked with the old LeBron James. It don't work with the new LeBron James. Um if you if, uh, fresh, if you're watching this, um, feel free to after you watch this. I did a pregame video um, where I went live from the court at uh, Crypto.com Arena, and in around a I think 15 minute mark, I actually showed Malik Beasley's full like shoot around. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not shoot around, warm up before the game. He was swishing them clean, crazy. I even talked about him, and I believe his issues are kind of what Russ's issues are. Um, he hasn't been performing as well because the fandom is just so rabid. It's kind of hard to, it's just so rabid. It's hard to concentrate and not feel that pressure. And I think guys comment on his Instagram and all that stuff is like really kind of weird and kind of got into his head. I don't believe he needs to start. I think you, I think the reason why you start Austin Reeves. Now I know this is going to sound crazy and I'm going to get fried for this. Y'all going to fry me. Go ahead. Fry me. The reason why Austin Reeves works in a starting lineup for the Lakers is because for LeBron, he operates more similarly to a Kyrie Irving, right, than a Beasley does. Austin Reeves is a guy that can take the ball and create his own play or play for someone else as a tertiary option, third, fourth option. D'Lo is still going to run the ball in large part, but I swear to God, bro, the reason why Russ didn't work on the Lakers is because they stuffed him in a corner while LeBron and AD played offense. And guess where most of D'Lo's shots during the pregame come from? The fucking corner. So, if you're putting the point guard in the corner in this offense to get you some open looks across on the weak side or whatever the fuck, right? You got D'Lo in the corner. You got AD, basically, low post or top of the key. You got LeBron, top of three-point line, top of the key, spacey operate, right? You got the point guard in the corner. You got... The small four. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because LeBron's been playing powerful. Well, actually, you got Vanderbilt. You got Vanderbilt. You put Vanderbilt in one corner, D'Lo in the other corner. LeBron basically on the on the top. AD near the post, and then you put Austin Reeves in one of them little top corner spaces. And and when LeBron drives and the ball and the pressure breaks down. He can just take the ball, throw it to Austin Reese. He can catch it. He's good at creating offense, good at creating fouls and getting free throws. So for LeBron, Austin Reese kind of operates a little more similarly to a Kyrie Irving than a guy like Beasley does who's just going to come in and just shoot 
Like Beasley, to me, if he has to dribble too much, it's going to be a problem. And this is the thing I will say. I believe pregame warm-ups show you what's going to happen in the game. Because pregame warm-up, G, Nick Batum, G, he was not hitting nothing, bro. He finished the game with five points. He really had three points the whole game. He made two free throws. But pregame, G, Nick Batum was not making anything, bro. I ain't even get no video of it because I was like, yo, he he not making nothing right now. And that's no disrespect to uh, Nick Batum. So I'm just saying, man. Hey, I it's hard for me to want to immediately put guys that can't create their own plays in the starting lineup with LeBron. Um and if you and actually, you know what? I take the well, you know, I'm gonna leave my Kyrie comparison because I don't believe it's disrespectful. Um, because I believe Kyrie is the kind of guy that could play with a deli, like he could play in the same lineup with a Della Vadova who would just be running point guard and then Kyrie plays shooting guard. Um, and and I'm not gonna compare um Austin Reeves to J.R. Smith because J.R. Smith was such a freak athlete. Um, and he just has such freakish tools with his body. Um, it's hard for me to really like compare Austin Reeves. Like their games aren't the same at all. Like JR was a, a slasher who turned into a shooter. He was never really a true playmaker, never really a guy that could go out there and get you free throws. But even if you look at Austin Reeves in, in terms of this game, like it's a smooth game. Smooth. All right, 20 points is great for him. Even a even a plus nine is great for him, but I will say this: I didn't really. These came later in the game. I didn't really feel his presence at the beginning of the game, and and when I and when I need like when the Lakers needed timely buckets when the game first started, because really the the game got out of hand within the first. I would say like five minutes of it. So the Lakers really were playing from behind the entire game. That's when I need guys like Austin Reeves and those other guys to make shots, especially if you know LeBron don't warm up. That's also part of like, I notice what guys get to the arena after I get to the arena. And to me, that's a little weird because you getting paid millions of dollars to be at the arena, but I get there at the same time you do. Well, or I've been there for an hour and I'd see you in a tunnel walking into the locker room. And I'm not talking about anyone specific. I'm not putting a name on it. I'm just saying. I think that that's interesting. And you really get to see guys' work ethic when you cover the league. Um, so, anyways, let's go ahead. Let's get to the MVP, uh, you know, watch. Um, let's just let's just be honest, man. Joel, the Troel Embiid is the MVP of the NBA. Um, even as Doc put it, uh, in the game they had versus the Celtics, who – you know, the Celtics went to championship last year. They didn't win, but they went. Um, theoretically, they could get back there this year. Some people, like Stephen A., said that they are technically the best team in basketball, and they've been the best team in basketball. I don't believe that. Joel Embiid went out there and gave them a 50-piece. He had 36, I believe, in the third quarter. 50-piece. Great defense. Bonehead offensive foul at the end on um, Grant Williams, but it's fine. They're young. It's like... I've I've been slowly as I watched the 76ers team, like I realized why 
I realize why Doc's teams lose leads. Because he is such a player's coach. And don't get me wrong, he has scream at them and cursed them out and, and that kind of stuff. But he's such a player's coach and so on his guys' side sometimes that I think they like don't really take into account risk. You know what I mean? They're like, Doc got my back, so it's cool. So I can make this pass. And he won't, like, he might be mad at me after the game, but he's not going to bitch me out during the game or sit me down and bench me. Um, He's also the kind of guy that's going to build and fuel his superstar. He's going to pour into them. Like, even I have a quote that's literally a famous quote with Doc Rivers. Um, it was like a big storyline. It literally got covered on outside the lines on ESPN. I asked Doc Rivers, I said, Doc, what do you think about all of the hoopla surrounding low management? And Doc Rivers said, I don't pay attention to any hoopla. Hold on, let's see. Doc Rivers, low management. Let's see. Doc Rivers, low management. Who's? Um, let's see. Hoop. See if I can find a clip. Um, damn. Damn, where is that? I wish I could find a report, but it was literally on outside the lines. Um, people was like sending it to me. Um, but actually, is this it? Let me see. I think this might be it. And that shit loud as hell. When he said that to me, uh, yeah, he said that to me pregame, actually. Pregame versus the Bucks. I asked Doc Rivers, I said, what do you think about all the hoopla surrounding low management? He said, I don't think about that. So if you got like Kawhi, like they were in his corner until they started losing. And I think Doc's biggest thing is like he tries to let the guys figure it out. Um, and at a certain point, you just can't let the guys figure it out. Like you got to be the one to you know, really, really do that for him. And the craziest part is like, I'm looking, search through all our clips, Kawhi low management is so many clips that are associated with Kawhi low management. Um, so shout out to, um, you know, doc, but I think the 76 team is young, immature, stupid. I think Tobias Harris is a, is probably the most overrated NBA player. People love to shit on Dylan Brooks, but Dylan Brooks for the money he's being paid is Cream of the crock. Like, mwah, love it for the money he's being paid. Tobias Harris is out there getting paid, bro. And they are not like, like, to me, you could pick a number of guys in the league, including a guy like Nicholas Batum, that could do the same thing Tobias Harris does for less money. Just my opinion. Um, I do like Therese Maxey. I think James Harden has been amazing. James Harden actually has assisted, I believe, in 4.8 of Joel Embiid's uh, buckets per game. That was a stat I saw on ESPN last week. That's pretty incredible. Um, so I think he's definitely helped elevate Joel Embiid. But I think every great big man needs a great point guard for them to elevate. Like If you think about Luol Cinder, also known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or now known as... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Luol Cinder, but when he was Luol Cinder, he had Oscar Robinson. When he was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he had Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, he had Penny Hardaway. 
And I know this is going, y'all going to laugh at this, but the triangle, number one, is his own point guard. But number two, Derek Fisher was a good point guard. Not a great point guard, good point guard. So I would say. Um, even Wilt, I didn't Wilt play with, well, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry West was technically a shooting guard. What point guard did Wilt Chamberlain play with? Actually, let's see. I want to look that up. Let's see what point guard Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain. What point guards did this motherfucker play with? Um, Philadelphia Warriors. Hold on. Let's see. Am I showing these stats? Hold on. Let's see. Who played on his damn team? Oh, uh, Al Adels. Okay. All right. Al Adels was decent. He was decent. He was very good. He was decent. For the time. For the time. Don't kill me. But for the time. He was decent. Not, nothing crazy. Let's see. So, we'll have Al Adels. That's a point guard. Yeah, it's not fire, though. Guy Rogers. G. That not G. Wilt was a fucking point guard. Give me a fucking ball and move out of my way. I'm Wilt fucking Chamberlain. You think he told people that? You think Wilt was like, give me the fucking ball and move out of my way. I'm Wilt fucking Chamberlain. If I was Wilt Chamberlain, G, I would, G, every time, G, give, G, give you, well, why the fuck you shoot the ball? Give me the fucking ball and move out the way. Do you know who I am? I'm Will Chamberlain. Like, gee, I'm sure Will averaged more assists than Al Adams most of them years. Hell, gee, look at these numbers, bro. Gee, how you average 15, 25, 2.4 assists, only one foul a game, gee. Shooting 50% from the field goal range, 10 free throws a game, gee. They didn't even take blocks back then. Gee, where's this man block set? They literally don't even have his block stats up there. You know how crazy that is, bro? You know how crazy that is, G? Gee, this man Will was playing before they was tracking blocks, G. Do you know how insane that is, G? Averaging 50 and motherfuckers talking to me, Will would be able to play now. You do good dope. All right, let's see. Once he finally gets to the Philadelphia 76ers, he then has, yeah, all his point guards are huff. Like, I mean, not like, I mean, like, you playing with Wilt Chamberlain, are you getting him buckets kind of huff? Uh, let's see. Once he got to the Lakers, I think it might have been um, Johnny Egan. Yeah, huff, G. Huff, all these point guards we'll play with was Huff. Shout out to Wilt, man. Huff, let's see, he averaged 27. By the way, he averaged 27 and 70. That's you still have some decent players in the 70 in that year in 70. Um, Johnny, yeah, gee, Huff, all these point guards. Oh, Jerry West, Jerry West, is was he technically? Let's see, actually. Oh, he was okay, so all right. So he played point. So he plays. So he went back and forth with Wilt, point guard, shooting guard, or point guard, shooting guard. Now I say this: if Jerry West is your, yeah, you know what? Yeah, no, nah, they was cooking G. No, nah, he definitely no. Nah, Jerry was going crazy. Never mind. Never mind. When Jerry was running point guard, he was going fuck crazy out there. Shout out to Wilt. He definitely got to play with a real one. I'm glad they got one out of there. Uh, but I say all that to say, and even to make these comparisons, like the only. NBA centers to score more than 50 points three times in a season are Joel Embiid, uh, uh, Will Chamberlain, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 
heard that on ESPN. So when we talk about what Joel Embiid has accomplished and what he's doing and how historic what he's doing is, you literally put him in context and in the conversation with the likes of a Wilt Chamberlain. Like, if we're being honest, right, Shaq never scored more than 30 points per game. Wilt Chamberlain did it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. God damn it, Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain scored over 37 times. He scored over 35, one, two, three, three times, and he scored 34.7 one year. And technically, when he was on the San Francisco Warriors in 1964, he actually scored, was scoring 38.9 on the, on the Warriors. And then when he got traded to Philadelphia, he started averaging 30. But Joel Embiid, Last year, 30.6 points per game. This year, 33.3 points per game on only 20 shots. Let's go back to Wilt's numbers. I'm just looking at them. Wilt took more than 20 shots every – He actually, Wilt took more than 25 shots a game every year he averaged 30. Every year. So if we're talking about – and we put it in context what Joel Embiid is doing. He's doing something that hasn't, you know, been accomplished by any of these guys that we want to talk about or put him in that conversation. Now, I always have liked Joel Embiid, and I thought he was a good player and he got a bright future ahead of But my biggest concern for him has always been, will you be able to play? Are you going to be out there for your teammates um, because of the back and then foot and all that other stuff? But now that he's healthy. The sky is the limit for Joel Embiid. If the Philadelphia 76ers can win a championship this year, Joel Embiid is instantly a top eight big man of all time. And I think he deserves the MVP. Uh, I think he deserves all-team first defense. I think he deserves all-team first NBA. And if he wins MVP but doesn't make all first team, I think that's atrocious. And I'm going to just be honest. I think he's had a better year than Jokic. I think Giannis has had a better year than Jokic. I think Jokic, to me, is the third in the MVP conversation, including his team. Giannis's team technically has the chance to get to 60 wins this season. In large part because of him. So, we'll see. But, um, anyways, man, it's your boy TPJ. I appreciate y'all, as always. Let's see what we want to get out of here, too. Um... Actually, do we need to talk anything else? Actually, you know what? We didn't talk Eastern Conference. I want to talk Eastern Conference really quick. I know I'm, I'm I know I need to fucking go to sleep because I got very few hours of sleep, but I want to talk Eastern Conference for a really, really quick time because the next time that I podcast will probably be next week. So we will not know what happened and all that stuff. So let's talk Eastern Conference real quick. Let me uh play my show intro real quick. Well, I take me a quick little 30 second break. I'll be right back in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Run my way, like, like 
All right, that's my song. It's called Spin. Um, it drops on my new album that drops in June. I just dropped a mixtape. If you don't know, make sure you go grab that. It's called I Spill Wine on My Laptop, Volume 2. It is available everywhere you can go and get music. So please go get that. I Spill Wine on My Laptop, too. It's by your boy, TPJ. I appreciate y'all. All right, so Eastern, Eastern Conference is pretty much set. Yes, the Eastern Conference is pretty much set. But let's talk about it. Let's, you know expound upon a little bit of what I said last week since we know what the matchups are at this point in time. So Bulls will play the Raptors for the 9-10 game most likely, um, or they will. Bulls will win that game in Toronto. Remember I said that DeMar DeRozan revenge legacy game. DeMar DeRozan going to drop 35-5 and in Toronto. Zach Levine going to play well. And remember, I said that Bulls win the playing game to play the winner of the 7-8 game. And I think that the Hawks are actually going to get the second seed. So we'll have Boston versus the Atlanta Hawks. I'm sorry, not the second seed, the seventh seed. The Hawks are going to win the playing game and beat Miami. And Miami will then play the Chicago Bulls in the playing game for who gets the eighth seed. So I think that the Atlanta Hawks win and they get this seventh seed right here. And if they get this seven seed, I think Boston is in for a six-game series. And I think this changes the dynamic entirely of this because I believe that the 76ers are going to beat the Nets in five. So if you're the Celtics, you kind of want to sweep the Hawks just to show them like, yo, we're not fucking playing with it all. We're not playing with nobody. You feel me? So with that being said, I'm just going to say the Bulls will play the Heat. Will the Bulls beat the Heat for the AFC? I'm from Chicago, so I'm not going to say no. But I think the Bulls going to Miami is going to be a very, very tough task to ask. And I don't know if Zach Levine got the heart for it. Everybody, like, Pavi was running around comparing Zach Levine to, um, to, um, to Devin Booker and all that. Um, No, sir. No, sir. Zach Levine is not that guy. Sorry, guy. You're, sorry. You're not that guy, buddy. You're not that guy. I wish I had that video. Actually, let me see. Let's see. They got it on YouTube. Uh, you're not that guy. I mean, let's see. There we go. There we go. This is Zach Levine, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Don't do There we go. It, How's that, pal? There we go. Here we go. Let's. There we go. Sorry, I got to find the time code. Zach Levine, you're right. This is Zach Levine. G. How's that? How's that? How's that? Fuck Why you where you breathe. Me, okay. Why are you coming? Don't tell me, me what the fuck to do. How's that, pal? I didn't tell you. <laughs> How's that, pal? That's Zach Levine. G. He's not that guy, buddy. He claims Zach was the best shooting guard in the league. No. Uh, but anyways, I think as as it pertains to that, that's what's going to happen. When we move up to the top bracket um, in the East, we got uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They would probably play the Chicago Bulls. That's a sweep, period. End of story. The Knicks will play the Cavaliers. I think the Cavs win that uh, series in uh, six. 
Actually, I got the Cavs winning versus the Knicks in seven. And then I got the Bucks beating the Cavs in five. So the conference final should be Bucks versus Celtics. We get a rematch and we get to see who's really the man and who really ain't. Um, and I think if the if the 76ers are serious and they beat the Celtics, I think the 76 will go to the championship. And it will be very ironic for the championship to be the L.A. Clippers versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Remember, I said that it would be very ironic. You got Doc Rivers versus Ty Lue. You got Kawhi Leonard versus Doc Rivers. You got the coach that got fired versus the coach that got hired. You got both coaches that have both choked away like playoff games and series. Not necessarily choked away, but not have executed the way they needed to. Interesting dynamic on that one. Um, but, you know, I appreciate y'all. I know it is four in the morning in some places. So shout out to y'all for still rocking with me, man. It's been your boy TPJ. This is another episode of Two for One. This is my new song. It's called Spin. Uh, I guess I'm going to just keep it the intro to Two for One show. My new album, Dark Summer Nights, drops June 17th. I just dropped a mixtape last week. It's called I Spill Wine on My Laptop, Volume 2. So if you're watching, go play that I Spill Wine on My Laptop, Volume 2. I'm going to put the link in the description. I'm mean, sorry, in the chat. That is a direct link. That is a direct link to my album. Go play that. Play SPKR.XYZ. It'll take you straight to the links. Go play that. This song is not on that project, but it will be on my album that drops in June. If you're watching and you haven't dropped a like, please make sure you drop a like. I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, and as always, man, it's your boy TPJ. You can find me on Twitter at Hoops and Brews. That's at Hoops, the word, the letter N, the word Brews. You can find me on Instagram at Real TPJ. That's R-E-E-L-T-P-J. It's a film joke. If you don't get it, you damn dummy. And as always, don't drink and drive. Stay safe. I will see you all next week. It's been two for one show, man. Shout out to y'all. Peace. Set my past, you should spin around my way. Like the haters, girl, you slay, 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 head down the road day, yo. Add up to your collection If you been praying to God for a blessing Then baby, I'm your blessing It's no lie, you UFO type fly It's the battle of LA Every time that you step outside Ooh, 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 ooh Killer, girl, you done slayed all these niggas You ain't